I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. Hey, guys. It's Kat. I have learned to give you all a a second there in case there's any bits (laughs) that follow the conversation. After 286 episodes, I finally did it once. Uh, You finally learned, and we didn't do anything. I know. Just just an awkward woo-woo to fill the silence. (laughs) Well, we are excited to have Kat and JJ here tonight, and we are really excited to have Brenda. Brenda's a fan of the show, and she had requested to come on, so she had some spooky stories to share with us. So we can't wait to hear all about them. Brenda, thank you so much for coming on The Real Hauntings Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to be here. So before we jump in, as you know, we want to find out where you fall on the Believe meter. Zero, you absolutely don't believe in ghosts, and ten ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you fall on that scale? I would have to say an eight. Although when I first started listening to the Real Hauntings podcast, it was maybe a seven, but Wow, we moved the needle. Ooh. You did. You moved it right up to an eight. I like to keep a little skepticism in there. Yeah. You know, I don't like to be absolute on everything. It was a gentle nudge. We we yeah. gently nudged you towards a higher number. I feel like that kind of fits our vibe of the show too. Like we're all about gentle nudges. You know, we're not <laughs> trying to we're not trying to push anybody into the shallow end or the deep end. Well, cool. And how did you find out about the podcast? I was just one day searching through um the podcast app looking for anything that was paranormal. And I stumbled upon you guys and I liked your energy, your banter, and you guys are fun. Not too scary. And I, I love that you have real people on who share their stories. It connects us to people all over the world, just having these everyday experiences that you don't really hear when you're out and about, right? No one like stops you. Yeah. Being like, oh my gosh, this thing happened to me. 
Or you'd be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, be what? Like, be like, yeah, uh, who, who are you? <laughs> well, Brenda, that's that's really cool that you were able to connect with our podcast. I mean, I feel like those are all the things that uh, we strive for and hope that people connect with. So speaking of that, so you had, I don't know why I said that as a transition. I didn't have anything to do with what I'm about to ask you, but <laughs> um, where did uh, the paranormal begin with you? What's like your origin story with the paranormal? First off, being brought up Catholic, you're kind of trained to believe in it. Spooky things started happening in like my adolescent years. Is there like an official Catholic position or dogma on like the supernatural because i know there are exorcists i feel like the catholic religion only wants you to pray to god but is it the they... stance does it kind of fall in line with what we've heard as any ghost you see as a demon is that kind of what you were brought up or was there wiggle room for nana to come back and see you too without it being a demon like you know i remember when i was young and my i would tell my dad well what if it was grandma you know and he'd be like, it could be a, a demon tricking you to make you think it's grandma. See, there you go. It's uh, always yeah. the demon grandma. She just came back and said, I like to bake cookies for you. Yeah, clearly a demon trick to you know, raise your sugar content. Classic demon trick. <laughs> yeah. I know these experiences started for you kind of young. So why don't you tell us about your first one? So I was maybe 14 or 15. And... My friend had an Ouija board and we would play at her house, but nothing ever happened. And I was so intrigued and fascinated by this idea of contacting spirits, you know, dead grandmas and things. And I asked her if I could borrow it. She let me borrow it. I borrowed it for a couple of weeks. And I had another friend who used to get off the bus with me and she would hang out with me until her mom would get out after work and pick her up so we'd play the Ouija board and this friend it's important to know her backstory she claimed always that her house is haunted and like stuff would happen in broad daylight and she was a latchkey kid so she was always home alone mm -hmm. stories like there was a nightlight on a dining room table the dining room table is on a carpeted floor and the nightlight just flies off the table and shatters onto the rug you know, these are exciting things that she would tell me, you know, I, I was intrigued by the stories, but I still didn't, I wasn't really convinced. And she, she also said that this thing would follow her to school and do it like her locker combination for her. Wow. And one time she was walking down the steps in school and almost fell, but something pushed her back up. Now, these are her stories that she would tell me. I wanted to believe her. I said, well, let's, let's contact this thing that's bothering you this ghost or whatever it is and she was for it initially but then when we brought the Ouija board home after school she was afraid to and but she was open to seeing what was out there we would try to see what was going on a little background story too so 30 years ago 1993 and I don't know if you guys remember but the big story in the media was Lorena Bobbitt cutting her husband's oh mm -hmm. man manhood off yep and me and my friends were young adolescents not very mature we would see is there anyone here nothing would happen nothing would happen and then suddenly well not suddenly after a while it would slowly push the yes and we would ask all sorts of questions like are you boy are you girl but it felt like nothing was happening so we would ask questions like 
oh, did you die because your mom cut your penis off? And he gave an emphatic yes. You're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> but it seemed to get angry when we asked silly questions like that. Mm. It went to the letters. And I don't, I don't like spelling it out, but I'm going to because today I trust my spirit guides. But back then it was very frightening. It would go from N-M-O-M. That's why I asked, did your mom? Yeah. Mom. N-M-O-M. And it would go faster, but of course, Fawn and I would uh, look at each other and think that the other one was doing it. But then we'd be like, okay, that's enough. And we'd stop. But we we would have these pretty low-key, boring little Ouija board episodes a couple times a week. And then one day, I don't know, we just kind of got bored of it. And then I had another friend come over and play with me, the Ouija board. But I I had given that board back to the friend that I borrowed it from. And so my friend Carrie came over and I was telling her these stories and she's like, well, let's play. I'm like, I don't have one anymore. And she's like, well, let's, let's make one. So we made one using like, I don't know if you get, you guys remember cassettes, right? You're, Mm-hmm. Yeah. young enough to remember oh, yeah. tape cassettes okay oh yeah so i i would use that as a planchette and it's like a sharpie marker you know like uh remember old dining room tables had that centerpiece mm-hmm. well we took that centerpiece and we made the board out of that i used a sharpie for like yes and no or something and then it was carrie's great idea to we should write the alphabet in blood <laughs> all right why so we did we pricked our fingers was this like a, a table centerpiece that your family was using like actively? Like, were they mad that like you did? No, I, I actually used it to do my homework in my room. Oh, okay. you know, like you set it on your lap. You didn't take the family dining but, um, room table and like smear your the no, alphabet and blood no. on it. Okay. It would move in circles real fast. And I, I would think that Carrie's doing it. Carrie would think I was doing it. But when I saw Carrie get a little shook, and then she suggested that we close it out. And she's like, you got to remember to say goodbye. Because if you don't, they'll feed off your energy. They'll stick around. I was like, what? I didn't even know that was a rule for the Ouija board. Because Fawn and I had never done that. That scared the crap out of me. So that, you know, enhanced the fear, the obsessive thinking. Mm-hmm. So we closed it out. And I put the board in the closet. And she went home and everything was fine. Had dinner my family did my homework went to bed so I had this old tiny dresser with a mirror and I had it on the side of the wall so there's nothing behind the wall it's just pushed up against the side and I had like all these bottles laid up in front of it like you know hairspray body wash whatever and I went to bed and I swear to god yes it was at 3 a.m and I heard a big bang And my sister opens up the door, she turns on the light, and she looks down, and she just gasps. She's like, come on, get up. You can sleep in my room tonight. And I'm climbing down from my bunk bed, and I see the mirror. If If it were to fall, I mean, I'm not a physics expert, but if it were to fall, given the amount of space and the weight of it, I would think that it would fall face down. But it fell face up. And all the Mm. bottles on the dresser were undisturbed. They did not move. Oh. That is really weird. Is that why your sister was like, come with me? Because of that specific She just felt so creeped out, yeah. Because of that. Okay. Wow. 
it wasn't just because it fell it was because it fell in that certain way that's what creeped her out probably both yeah Ugh. I mean, face up, and none of the bottles were disturbed. No, as a woman, that those bottles fall even when you barely <laughs> touch them. Exactly. <laughs> you look at them wrong, they fall. Yeah. That's yes. Great. This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your wild grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. So that was the experience I had at my own house. And then going back to Fawn, to her house, had a sleepover. You know, we were kind of fading out of the the Ouija board thing. And like life was getting busy, like prom and first jobs and stuff. I had gotten a job, but I didn't have to work that one Friday night. So I went over to her house and I... I slept over you know she would always tell me that she hears these booms and I'd always wonder about these booms that she talks of but so I had f- dinner with her family we everything seemed pretty fine but everybody went to bed we snuck out into the family room to watch Arsenio Hall love it do you guys are you guys young enough for that oh yeah reference? oh yeah <laughs> okay so we we snuck out there to watch Arsenio Hall and she had cable so the TV should not have kept scrambling like it did. And then Fawn looked really scared and said, oh, you'll hear the booms. And then we did. She's like, that was it. Like, oh, okay. And then she said, if, you, if we move over there, we'll hear it behind us. If we move over there, we'll hear it behind us. So we tested and proved this like three or four times. And I was like, okay, that's enough. I get it. I get it. I hear it. 
She's like, we should just go to sleep. So we went to her room. I had a cot in there. And she likes to make her room as dark as possible so she doesn't see any shadows or anything. Mm. So absolutely no light. She falls asleep rather quickly. And then suddenly I hear like the kitchen faucet on, like the water running. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, maybe we were, maybe we woke up Fawn's mom and she's getting a glass of water. And then I heard like glasses as if ice cubes are in them clinking and clanking. And they're coming closer and closer to the door. And then they get really loud. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, she's bringing us glasses of water. That's nice. That'd be great to maybe, maybe we should let her in. And I tap our Fawn's leg and I'm like, hey, wake up, wake up. I think your mom, your mom is uh, at the door. And she's like, that's not my mom. I'm like, what? And then I get really scared because I can still hear the clanking of the glasses. And, and Fawn is like, ignore it. Just go to sleep. Just go to sleep. <sighs> So I try, I try to go to sleep. It's getting louder and I'm getting really scared. And then um, it just, it wouldn't go away. So I, I try praying it away because, you know, Catholic. I'm like, oh my God, get rid of this ghost. Make the ghost go away. Please, please, please. I'm getting really worked up. I'm getting like starting to cry because I'm so scared. And eventually, eventually the clinking glasses stop and I'm, I can take a breath. But that lasts all of like a second, a breath. And then I hear in the other direction, I hear like this screeching noise, like it gets louder and louder. I can't, I can't to this day, I can't tell you what it sounds like. Just screeching back and forth, kind of screeching right above my head and it's getting louder and louder and louder. And at this point I'm really shook and I pull my cot closer to Fawn's bed and she just keeps telling me, just ignore it, just ignore it, go to sleep, go to sleep. And I'm crying and she reaches, she gives me her hand and I'm holding it so tightly and I'm crying and I'm praying. And somehow I ended up falling asleep that night, but that was really terrifying to me. I don't ever want to have to go through that again. But, like, I, I don't remember what guest it was that you guys had on. Uh, I think it was a recent a recent podcast. Somebody was talking about how if you just <laughs> put your head under the covers, it goes away. Because that that's what happened. Mm. You know, I had to, like, pray and cry and hold Fawn's hand. Yeah. But it eventually went away you hotbox yourself basically like in your covers you will not come out for air or breaths because you feel something outside of the blankets yeah. i know that feeling feel like you're being looked at just waiting to pop mm -hmm. your head out the blankets that's okay. an interesting oh, use of the phrase jj jj i don't i don't think we're telepathic but goddamn <laughs> yeah, we we we're talking to each other without I saying anything. think of the right word at the right time so i used hot box i mean if you're really scared you might like let out some farts while you're hiding under the blanket <laughs> i i would so did it get the point across everyone <laughs> yeah and so okay 
the that was really scary. <laughs> that was scary. <laughs> it felt like it was so loud. That it felt like it was in the room with us or huh. right there at the window. That you know, if it has this effect on you guys as well, but hearing how her friend reacted at her own house, mm -hmm. you know, it was it seems pretty clear that she had gone through this enough that yeah. she had be, been desensitized to it. Just like we all are if we go through something, you know, uh, something in quotations, uh, depending on the situations, you can kind of get desensitized to it because it was having a huge effect on you, Brenda, which I think is normal for anybody who, you know, the fact that it had so much uh, tension building energy and then you thought like, oh my God, it's finally gone. And then very horror-esque, it, it almost sounds like it was just right above your, you know, your face screaming at you. Did your friend Fawn like kind of debrief you after that happened? Like, did she give you any other like context of, did you, did you all talk yeah. about that? Did you find out anything more about like that experience? Well, I mean, she, she told me that's why she keeps her room super dark so she mm. can't see anything yeah um and she had been telling me the stories that have been going on for a couple of years in fact she even used to talk to my mom about them when i mm. wasn't there wow is she still somebody that you're in contact with or no no sadly um yeah her life didn't turn out that great do you feel like the action of using the Ouija board intensified things in her home? Or do you think it was just always that way, regardless of the uh, the communication through the Ouija board? I feel like it was always that way for her. I feel I got a little too close to it with the Ouija board. Um, I'm just really grateful to be away from that now. I will never pick one up ever again in my life. I really don't know because she kind of faded away. She went a different path, you know? Well, Brenda, thank you for sharing that. That was, yeah. uh, I know that wasn't easy for you to talk about. Well, we'd love for you to do the outro with us if you're up for it. Ooh, yeah. So with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. I'm Kat. I'm Brenda. Ooh. Ooh.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.